Hello, 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 and welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Pixelated Sausage Show. Hi, 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 hi. Hey, everybody, how are y'all doing? I'm, of course, your host, Mark Kuznes, and uh, this uh, is my second attempt at recording this episode. I completed my first attempt, but the mic was all effed up, leading to horrible audio quality. That's up for debate. It's listenable, but not up to my standards, and I'm the kind of weirdo who, despite thinking that the episode I recorded first might be one of the best episodes I've ever recorded, there was a lot of great energy. Super excited during it. I was happy, borderline, optimistic. I was just, I was feeling it. I felt so good. And I think I delivered a pretty fantastic episode. All things considered, as far as me willing to compliment myself goes. But uh, when I checked the audio after the fact, I saw that only the left channel, I believe, had audio pretty much. The right channel was very, very quiet, which isn't the way it's supposed to be. And then I started listening, and it was bad. It was so bad. Oh, my God. It broke me. It broke my heart. I've been stewing on this for a while, and it is now four. <laughs> I was so excited, and just, I was feeling it that I recorded the episode early, and that's why I have the time to record it again at 4.40 in the friggin' a.m. But the, the problem was, or what caused all this nonsense was when I attempted or, or when I was testing out streaming directly through Discord for future plans that for whatever reason just effed everything up it screwed up everything not just when streaming through Discord but at a an OS level so any piece of software regardless of whether Discord was running. It, it just... It, my mic sounded like crap. I don't know what the hell is going on. And I eventually thought, this seems like it all started when I did that little Discord thing. What if I mess around with that and change things? Will that then fix things in other places? And... Lo and behold, it did. So it's all Discord's fault. And a little bit, just a little bit, ever so slightly, Live and Large's fault for saying, I sounded good to find, or whatever his exact words were, when I asked him how everything sounded. I clearly sounded different than I do all other times when streaming and or podcasting or anything at all. And yet, he's just like, eh. Sounds good. Good job. This is your fault, Living Large. Never mind. 100% your fault. Discord. You get a, you get a second chance. Living Large. 
you get a, a slap on the hand. Um, but if you'd like to hear that episode and you weren't in the Discord for the brief moment it was up while I was seeing what other people thought of the audio quality, even though it was what really made it clear that I was not going to upload that version of the podcast was when I recorded a two-minute intro explaining the audio quality and when (laughs) editing the video, putting it together. When I heard the difference, when, when the intro transition to the bad recording the drop in quality no way in fucking hell was I posting that hell no hell no so either it was a blessing or a curse that I recorded that intro explaining myself which then led to this me recording another episode so you're welcome I'm sorry I pick your poison in terms of what I say there however if you'd like to hear the original version take one in its entirety you can do so over on patreon.com slash pxs where it is available exclusively for all you can eat oatmealers so that's a good transition to what I wanted to start this show with and what I started that episode with, which is the changes that are a-coming. And by a-coming, I don't mean Sonny's here. I mean, they're already here, not Sonny, but the changes, which are in regards to the Patreon, and that is the, the, the decision to embrace the Patreon way and introduce exclusive content now no quote unquote (laughs) i said quote unquote and then i it's like i had some weird fucking delay and i did the quotes with my fingers a few seconds after i said that maybe look like a slow dumb bum bum but the quote unquote real content will remain Free for all, available day one, hour one, minute one, second one, for everyone. So, attack the backlog, second runs, this here show, any future shows I create. I swear to God, I am still planning to do Animazingly Baka. I want to do it, because I want to talk about anime. And I'll get to that a little bit later, just saying what I, I'm currently watching because I really I'm really surprised and impressed by it so far but all that kind of stuff will always be available for everyone and unless something crazy happens and I really lose my mind I will continue not putting ads on them or taking on sponsorships or anything of that nature because I don't I've never felt comfortable with that and I ignore any email I get regarding that kind of stuff and it's just, uh, I don't want to do that. I don't like that. So all that stuff will not change. What is changing though is the introduction of bonus content in the form of Q&As, random private streams of stupid shit like tear making and maybe putting together top 10 top 100 list so 
Maybe I'll do a stream where I am putting together my top 100 games of all time. I wouldn't do that publicly because it's just like, eh. People enjoy that, I guess. But making that uh, real content that is there and always there seems pointless. So that means it's great for exclusive content. What better content do you want exclusively than the pointless content? So stuff like that, as well as maybe a movie commentary or two. I really like the idea of doing movie commentaries, but I don't know if I have anything to offer myself. I don't know what I would say or what movies would be good probably ones that i have some kind of personal connection to or have watched many many times like the before trilogy or the ninja turtle movies thought it might be fun to do all the video game based movies since i have experience with the movie as well as the properties they're based on and something i thought of while recording the original version of this episode that could be fun is doing commentary for movies I have specifically never watched ever. So, and, and, and movies that would probably lead to enjoyable commentary, like the Fifty Shades of Grey movies. I've never watched them because why the fuck would I watch those movies? But if I'm going to watch them and record commentary for them, that might make it more enjoyable for myself and then it might make it more enjoyable for you if you want to watch that crap too. Maybe it's good. Who knows? I don't, I don't want to call it crap. Maybe it's maybe it's amazing. Maybe the Fifty Shades trilogy, after I watch it, if that were to happen, maybe it would overtake the Before trilogy and become my favorite trilogy of all time. Maybe I'll, I'll watch the Fifty Shades movie and the Before movies will look like dog shit in comparison. I'll think, oh, God, I, I I used to like these before movies? <laughs> that was before I watched these 50 Shades movies, baby. But that's the basic gist of things. The Discord perks remain. And, uh, yeah. So there are three tiers. Your basic $1. Hey, I like your stuff want to support you at the minimum so here you go here's a buck get a, a discord roll for that then you have the mid-tier at three which gives you a fancier schmancier roll and a private discord channel and then the all you can eat big boy nom 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 top tier tier which gets you access to all the exclusive content and what have you. So if any of that sounds interesting to you, you can go over to the Patreon. That is again, patreon.com slash PXS and see all the full details there. See what the different tiers entail, etc., And decide what to do from there. Yeah. That is it in terms of uh, housekeeping or whatever you want to call it. I have a few games to talk about. One of them is a mouthful. 
I'll never remember. It's like the case of fucking Project Nightmares, Case 36. Henry, not Henry. I keep wanting to read it as Henry. It's Henrietta Kedward. Project Nightmares, Case 36, colon, Henrietta Kedward, and then Beacon Pines. But I do want to touch upon a few other things before getting all to that. And, it, you know, another reason why the, the episode turned out bad and, and it's so fucking annoying is that with every episode, before I record it for real, I do a little 15 or so second test recording to make sure the audio is working and everything is up to snuff. But I didn't do it. I didn't do it last night because I was just, I was feeling it. I was feeling good. I was excited. I was, yeah, I'm ready early. I'm, this is going to be great. And it wasn't great. I mean, it was great, but the fucking, the, the creation that came from it, audio wise, was not great. But yeah, what are you going to do? At least uh, I got some exclusive content out of it, baby. Maybe that was that was the whole universe's plan all along. I, I introduced the new changes to Patreon yesterday, and the world said, what better than to give everyone some exclusive content right away in the form of an episode that sounds like shit because the exclusive content you're offering is kind of shit. Or is it? <laughs> but there was some news that may have happened before the last episode and I didn't talk about it. I forgot. Or it happened since. But the Microsoft, Xbox, Activision, Blizzard deal uh, acquisition was blocked in the UK by whatever the name of their organization is and that is making the deal seem way less like a sure thing we still have the the FCC in the states and then the European Union whatever it's called to weigh in in their respective camps so there there is still a lot of stuff up in the air both Microsoft and Activision came out and said they're going to appeal the decision, which the, the one of the main reasons why the decision is so weird is because they cited cloud gaming as the reason and not the Call of Duty shit that we've been getting shoved down our throats all this time. And it just doesn't make sense. There are plenty of reasons you can look at this deal and say, hold up a minute but cloud gaming you hold up a minute because you're fucking well I don't know what you're thinking of but yeah I'm just I think I speak for everyone when I say I'm fucking sick and gosh darn tired of hearing about this shit and I hope it all I hope one of the other organizations blocks it because if two of the three block it I think that means the deal is as good as done. I, I don't think they would even bother going through the appeal process at that point. They would just wipe their hands of this and move on, which I 
personally hope happens because I have never liked this deal. I thought it was dumb from the very start. The amount of money, one, seems way too much for what you're getting. Maybe all that stuff uh, that they have are really big money makers, but I look at what Activision Blizzard has and I don't understand the appeal. You have Call of Duty, World of Warcraft slash Warcraft, Starcraft, which doesn't seem in any way, shape, or form relevant anymore, unless you're probably Korean and play professionally. Does anyone else give a shit about StarCraft? Do they even still care about StarCraft? And do they care about newer... Like, I haven't heard anyone talk about StarCraft in forever. And then you have Diablo, of course. That's something to get excited about, sure. Overwatch? I have no idea what... The popularity is in that community right now ever since overwatch 2 launched and everything has it has it settled or are people still in i don't hear anyone talk about playing it ever so what really is there is how how is it worth that much and yeah there's candy crush too i guess but what what was it 67 billion dollars for that and what pissed me off is that this doesn't mean any of these other things would have happened but because they went through trying to get this acquisition done and were stuck in limbo with it they were unable to make other acquisitions that I for one at least think would have been much better in many regards, in terms of the value you're getting for the cost, the the potential future games that would come out about them. Every time I saw Cock Media or whatever their however you pronounce their stupid name, getting these games and properties for what seemed like super freaking cheap, I was like, man, you know what would have been great? If Microsoft wasn't stuck with this stupid fucking Activision bullshit and could get these things instead, it would be way cheaper. And I think they're way better. Deus Ex, Tomb Raider. Yes, get that stuff. Get that stuff. But my my pipe dream wish for all of this would be Microsoft saying, fuck this. Okay, whatever. We... We promised you $4 billion or whatever if the, you know, regardless of whether the deal goes through. Here it is. Fuck off. And now, you know, we still care about mobile. That, that was one of the big reasons why we were interested in Activision Blizzard. You know who just got a, a, a beefy, birdie little mobile studio? Sega. That's right. Whatever we need to do, however much money we need to throw at them, let's get Sega, baby. And then you know what we're going to do after that? We're going to rebrand Xbox Sega. It's going to be the Sega box. Oh, yeah. And they can call it Sex Box, baby. Oh. And then we can, we can get all of those good games 
instead of shit like Call of Duty. Yakuza? Persona 6? Let's make Persona 6 available on all platforms except for PlayStation because they made that whole Activision shit a fucking pain in the ass. Let's be petty and fuck them as much as we can. I would be so petty about all this stuff after the fact. After whatever, after the dust settles and whatever is done, I would do whatever I could to not appease Sony and Sony fanboy bastards. Buy Square. But buy whatever, man. But yeah. Just fucking something happened. I'm sick of it. I don't want to hear about it anymore. I don't even follow gaming news all that much. And I still hear about that all the time because it's just that prevalent everywhere. <sighs> I also decided to, after I finished Boba Fett, which did suck ass, horrible, horrible, horrible show. Mandalorian showing up made it better, but that episode was also incredibly, incredibly exposition heavy. And I also realized, one, I am no longer excited to watch Mandalorian season three. I don't know when I'm going to get to it, but Boba Fett killed all my excitement for that. And it also made me realize I am, I already knew I was, but I am definitely over ever hearing this ever again it's worse than may the force be with you this is the way find a different way i don't want to hear that ever again stop it it's so annoying at this point this is the way this is the way you know what maybe this shouldn't be the way because with things are this way that's when we get to the boba fett and i was planning to transition right into obi-wan after that but when I started episode one and was seeing the recap of the prequel trilogy, it made me realize or remember that I've been wanting to rewatch all the movies, all the Star Wars movies for a very long time. And I've been putting it off, putting it off, putting it off. And when I was watching that recap, it made it clear that before I watch Obi-Wan, I'd rather... Why I'd, I'd, I'd rather wait until I had rewatched those movies so that all of that era of Star Wars and, and whatnot is fresher in my mind than just watching a recap. Because recaps never, they never do what they're meant to do for me, at least. I, I always feel very lost after watching them. So... I decided to put that on hold. And, and the reason why I, I was dead set on jumping right to that after Boba Fett is because I want I want to know the answer to which is better or, or which is less worse, Boba Fett or Obi-Wan. And that's just going to have to wait. Because as much as I love Angie and trust him most of the time, when it comes to this, I cannot believe you at all. No fucking shot. I just, there is no way Obi-Wan is worse than 
Boba Fett. And I already said this, but the sheer fact that you have a good actor in Obi-Wan versus a bad actor in Boba Fett, that's a that's a strong point. That's a strong point in Obi-Wan's favor. It might be pandery, sure. But Boba Fett is fucking pandery too. You may not think it's super pandery, but to me, anything, any continuation of Boba Fett, any second he is on screen, any second where he is still alive and we are rewriting history and making it so his dumbass wasn't a dumbass who died like a dumbass. That's just pandering, pandering, pandering. I think the whole fucking show is just a, a fucking pander session. I hate Boba Fett. I hate Boba Fett because he seemed like he should be cool and he's a piece of dog shit. And there's a line in the series where he says, I, I don't want to work for people who are, uh, I don't want to work for stupid people who are going to be sending me off to my death anymore. You're fucking stupid, dude. You're a fucking idiot. Takes one to know any dumb shit. Jesus Christ. And another annoying thing about Boba Fett, making it even worse, one of the better new characters that was introduced in The Mandalorian, what do they do? They kill him. All right, cool. I, I, I was very upset by that. But I thought to myself, hey, at least the person who killed him seems like they could be interesting. What do they do? They kill him an episode later. Fucking great. Thank you. I love you, Star Wars, you stupid assholes. Fucking dumb shit. The, the one thing I will say, though, Darksaber, holy shit, do I love that. Better than any lightsaber. That thing is cool as shit. I love it so much. I want it. I want it. It's so, it's so cool. It's so cool. But I'm not excited about the Mandalorian. And I, ugh. I forget the name of the actress. I do not like that Strangers with Candy character. The mechanic. I hate the way she looks in the show. And I hate, I just, her co comedic relief crap doesn't work for me. Anywho, what I what I ended up watching instead of Obi Wan was Falcon and the Winter Soldier, as I decided to return to the MCU and their series, finishing that, then following that up with Hawkeye, then Moon Knight, which I finished yesterday, leaving me with She Hulk and Miss Marvel to go. The MCU shows suck. They are horrible. I don't I don't know how Disney managed to pull off something great with Loki because everything else is varying degrees of shit. I am not a huge fan of WandaVision. There are some great character and relationship moments between Wanda and Vision, but the show as a whole I did not enjoy it. I thought the first half or so with all the fake old-timey show things very poorly written for something that is trying to elicit those feelings and and 
be reminiscent of those those shows and feel like those shows it did no you, you failed I've watched lots of shows from that era that have that you are trying to uh, pull off and you failed you did not work Falcon and the Winter Soldier just it's bad and any attempt it makes at saying anything about race or stuff like that no it feels like a middle schooler attempting to say something thinking they know it's just no none of that worked and the the, the weird thing about that show is they they make it into a buddy trio cop show with the the Barry Zito whatever who whatever his name was and I liked him more like I shouldn't like this bad dude more than the main two but I kind of liked him more and then Hawkeye is just dumb I was surprised by how dumb it was and Vera Farmiga she has found a foothold in playing dumbass characters. She almost ruined God of, uh, not God of War, Godzilla, King of the Monsters, with her character and how dumb and annoying she was. But then you have to step back and realize you need her dumbass as the catalyst for everything that happens in that movie. For that movie to exist, you need her stupid character doing stupid things so that we can get everything else but I really did not like Hawkeye I was surprised by how much I did not like it except when Florence Pugh was on screen anytime she showed up wonderful can't wait to see more of her as Black Widow because she is just the best I heart her so much in pretty much everything she does I haven't seen her in much to my knowledge I believe the only things are the MCU things, Midsummer, and Little Women, which I wasn't overly fond of, but not because of her. I don't know if there was anything else. And then Moon Knight is just one hell of a confusing, what the fuck is this show, where... I can, I guess, appreciate them trying something different with it and being more ambitious than with their other shows, which are very, very standard fare. Hawkeye, Hawkeye is even more so maybe than uh, Hawkeye felt very standard, whatever Disney channel. The thing about the MCU shows is that they feel like shows. They feel like Disney channel shows in terms of the, the writing quality and structure of the, the stories this is just they don't feel like top tier things they feel like the the leftovers we had these ideas that didn't make the cut for any of the the, the movies let's just throw them here we don't want to throw them out they're still good technically they haven't spoiled but We don't want them. 
yeah, Moon Knight is Moon Knight is like Venom without the dumb fun, and then Legion without any of the whole being good parts. Don't know who that show is for. Don't see how people unfamiliar with Moon Knight will come away from it thinking, man, that was fascinating. I can't wait to learn more about Moon Knight. And anyone who is a fan of Moon Knight, I've only read a little bit of Moon Knight. I don't see how you come from uh, come away from that thinking, man, that was a great Moon Knight show. I can't wait to see more of Moon Knight because they really did Moon Knight justice. I'm so happy. All right. Also, uh, to go back to Hawkeye, I think that show made me realize I don't like Haley Steinfeld. I don't think she's all that great of an actress. She's good in The Edge of Seventeen because she's playing an annoying character and congratulations, you're good at being annoying. But then you're annoying in everything else when you're not supposed to be annoying, so where do we go from there? I don't like True Grit. I don't remember liking her in Pitch Perfect 2. And then I don't know what else I've seen her in. Yeah, I can't think of anything else. Oh, anywho, let's get on to what I've been playing because this show's going long and I want to wrap it up. Wrap it up, 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 wrap it up, 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 wrap it up, 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 my frog. Rabbit, rabbit, rabbit. Project Nightmares, case 36, Henrietta Kedward. This is a first person survival horror game with procedurally generated environments so that it's always different seemingly very inspired by pt and heavily emphasizing jump scares over everything else i streamed the game for a little under an hour because right around that time is when i reached a point in the game where i crossed a barrier of salt which is how they differentiate between safe areas and non-safe areas in the non-safe area I'm assuming it was Henrietta Kedward who was old lady ass and in her little nightgown walking through this these hallways and he had to avoid her. Didn't want to, I didn't want to deal with that. But prior to that, it's just a jump scare game where you are walking down hallways. The whole conceit of the game is that there are these curse objects which I think are tied to crimes or something of that nature and in order to unravel the mystery behind them, you have to go into this device. They hook you up to this device that puts you into a dream state and you enter the cursed object and then figure things out from within. That's why it's called Project Nightmare, even though it's a dream state. It's a, it's a nightmare you're, you're experiencing because of course it is. And... The gameplay from that point is just walking down these hallways that all look the same with poor texture quality, especially on your character and the candle they're holding, because that is your one safeguard uh, is your candle, your light source, which of course is slowly losing its, it's not as bright, you know, it's, it's, 
slowly losing its wax. What, what do you? What, what, what am I looking for in terms of candle diminishing? But the texture quality on your hand that is holding the candle and the candle itself, very, very smudgy. Very, very smudgy. It's a little weird looking. But you just, you go through these hallways that all look the same with the same dresser, one dresser that's right here in front of you. And then you look down at the, the corner hallway. What's that? Oh, it's another dresser. It's got a light and a frame in the same exact location. Cool. And then you get there and you turn around and then continue on the next hall. Oh, another dresser. And while you're doing all this, you might see a mirror that is just solid black. Yeah, you, it's, it's presumably a mirror. Maybe it's an empty photo case. Who knows? But you look at it for a second. Guess what? Cracks, jump scare. You walk in some more. You hear a lady screaming out of nowhere. Jump scare. The pot falls, smashes on the ground. Loud as shit. Jump scare. Walk by a xylophone. Turns on. Jump scare. Of course, if you're not a baby like me, and that, that is the, the important note here, I'm a big baby. So I can't handle these games. That's why I stopped after I got to that point where I was going to have to avoid this lady in this stupid labyrinth of halls. Those jump scares might not do anything for you, but they constantly annoy the shit out of me because they are lazy. They are cheap, but I am a big baby and that shit still works on me. But that's, that's all the game was. You go around looking at things occasionally interacting with objects and one time I, I found a, a picture frame that had a puzzle box on the back which didn't make much sense I, I didn't understand why it kept failing on me uh, for a while then I randomly successfully opened it and got a new tool that allowed me to see hidden messages on wall which then uh, open up new areas to me but it's it's just your your standard typical fare it's not doing anything particularly new or fresh and it is very derivative uh, of the genre and what makes the matters worse, it was the, the PC version, uh, which is the, the original version, that was made by just two people. And then the console version was ported by two different studios. Uh, Fairdemic, I believe, and I can't remember the other one. And I play this on Xbox. One of the, the main problems with the game, and this is, this is, this is something I just firmly believe every survival horror game needs. There are no difficulty options or accessibility options of any kind, which means there's no safe mode. I firmly, firmly, firmly believe every survival horror game should have a safe mode because that opens up your game to a much larger audience. You may, uh, this is in line with the the same argument people have about the Souls games. 
by having a safe mode by in the Souls games, having lower difficulties, having any difficulty choice at all, that doesn't mean you have to play the game that way. It is just an option there so that people who have difficulty with a game for whatever reason, whether it is a horror game and they're just more skittish and more prone to getting scared, or in a Dark Souls game, they're just not there internally like my my dad could never play a souls game because he would get destroyed and there are other people who aren't in their 70s recovering from a stroke who also will have a challenge you know it's, it's not just old stroke survivors who have issues with souls games young people too may be lacking the skill but by having accessibility options difficulty options etc you're not saying you have to use these. You're saying we want our game to be open and available to everyone. So while we have this, we have the way we design this game, we have the way we feel it's meant to be played. And you can specifically say, you know, when you, you start a new game, this is these are the difficulty options we design the game around and, and this is the way it's meant to be played but if you want to have an easier experience for whatever reason you can make that happen it just it just opens up your game is it going to be the same experience no but it's going to be an experience one can have instead of an experience one can't have my Number one example is always Soma. Soma is an incredible game. It is one of my favorite games of all time, probably in my top 25 games of all time. I love that game. But I never, ever would have been able to play it if they did not introduce a safe mode. I am a baby. I've already said that multiple times. But it's true, and I just can't deal with horror games survival horror games where you have no way of defending yourself resident evil dead space stuff of that nature i'm perfectly fine with because i can fight back you can limit the resources greatly you can make it so that i have to be very conscious about ammo management and stuff like that but if you take away any ability to defend myself and I'm, I'm only able to run and hide. Or in some cases, it, does, it doesn't matter. As, as soon as I'm seen, I'm dead. I don't find that fun. And I find it incredibly nerve-wracking. You can, you can make a game scary and tense without going the cheap and lazy route of... Because I do believe it is cheap and lazy to resort to that type of gameplay for a horror game. And there's no greater example than Resident Evil 2. Mr. X is fucking terrifying. This giant walking tank who you cannot kill, you can slow him down so that he can get by. He's scary. He makes playing that game tense because... You are just trying to go about doing other things 
while in the back of the head you know he could show up at any time. And you'll probably hear him before you see him. And when you hear him, you know he's close. And you know, you, no matter what you're doing, you're going to have to pick your ass up and get the hell out of there, more likely than not. But you still have a way of defending yourself. Do you want to waste ammunition on something you can't kill? That's up to yours. Do you want to try and just get by without? Just give me a safe mode. Because Soma is an incredible game. Soma is one of the few games that really made me feel something. That made me question things. The most amazing thing about Soma is that multiple times during my playthrough, I spent 15 minutes or more sitting back and thinking about what I was going to do in a certain situation or in certain situations. And it's crazy because it's just a game. None of it matters. But I was I was looking at these these moments thinking to myself I I know I have to do this in order to progress, in order to keep playing the game. But I really don't want to. This does not make me feel good. I am not comfortable doing this. So what do I do? Do I just stop playing the game and say, well, this is this is where this is the where the game ends for me. This is where my story ends because I didn't want to do this. Or do I suck it up and do what the game is forcing me to do because if I don't I just can't I can't progress anymore and and if I am role playing here if I don't then I'm just giving in and accepting death at this point what do I do how important are my principles my morals here versus the alternative and should I do this which may lead to me being able to get to this point or do this other thing that uh, will will I be able to make up for this evil act with something that brings light to the whole situation and, and maybe leads to a better future I, that game made me think and I, I love it so much the story of Soma is great and yes my experience was different from those who would have played it normally without the safe mode not, not playing in the safe mode but that doesn't mean it's a lesser experience it doesn't mean it's a worse experience it was just a different experience but I still was able to experience it and I am so thankful that I was yeah, that is Project... What is, is that the, what the fucking goddamn title? Motherfucking... Project Nightmares, Case 36, Henrietta Kedward. Then Beacon Pines. Pretty sure Entry recommended this to me a while ago. I was also interested in this game ever since I first saw it because the art drew me in immediately. It's beautiful. If you have a problem with furries and that kind of shit, I guess maybe you won't like it in the same way that your ass probably didn't like Dust and Elysian Tail way back in the Xbox Live Arcade day, days. Even though that game's 
fucking awesome too. And you know what, Enchi? Because I think when you mentioned it, you just said, this seems like a you game. I'm pretty sure you'll like this. This seems like a, this seems like something you'd like. And you know what, Enchi? We're still up in the air. We're still we're still wondering if you're you're right or wrong about Obi Wan. You are fucking right as hell about the uh, Beacon Pines because holy shit is this a me game? I only played it for an hour because it only took that amount of time. Not even five minutes, one minute, pretty much right away. I knew I had to play this whole game for Attack the Backlog because it was just me, 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 me. Beacon Pines is essentially just a choose-your-own-adventure game, and it's fucking amazing. Yes, the art is beautiful, but so is everything else about the game. The music is fantastic, and it enhances every single scene by fitting those scenes so perfectly. So if a scene is a little tense, or it's a little on the silly side, or it's more dramatic, the music is doing what it needs to do to heighten those emotions. The writing is great. It's funny at times, silly at times. That may seem like the same thing, but funny and silly. Silly is a is a very specific type of funny. It, it, it's sweet. One thing that I was worried about, because you didn't mention this, and she... You... I don't remember when you recommended this game, but maybe it would have been nice for just a little heads up that I might be a little more emotionally fucking affected by the fact that it, the fucking game opens up with you, a 12-year-old little... What animal are you? See, I, for, I, forget, I forget what you are because I'm pretty sure you just have a normal name and then your buddy who... who might be a chubby fox is named Rolo, which kept making me think of YOLO and it drove me gosh darn crazy. But the game opens up with you, 12 years old, remembering how six years ago your father passed away. And you are coming to the realization that from this point on, your father will have been gone from your life longer than they were in it. And I was just like, I don't, I don't, how, how, how much is this stuff going to be in this game? Cause I don't want to, I don't want to do this right now. <laughs> I don't want to do this. Uh, but it's not there that much. There, there is, a, a another scene that I experienced where you are reliving a memory with your father, where you were fishing together and it's very sweet and cute and very lovely, but I, I don't, I don't want to do a whole bunch of that. But the, the, the story is. You're this 12-year-old boy who lost his father when he was six years old and now his mother has gone missing, but everyone else is conceited and uh, has essentially presumed her gone, whether dead or just gone for whatever other reason. She's just gone. She ain't coming back. But you firmly believe she's still out there and you want to find her. So you have that mystery to solve with your trusty friend, Rolo. And it's wonderful. What makes it work is that yeah, it's a choose-your-own-adventure game. So you're going to be going along this adventure, 
following this narrative path. And every now and again, you will have choices that will steer the story in different directions and you will have your branching paths from there. And then there'll be additional branches, etc. What makes it so good is the way the branches and the choices that you're able to make at these turning points, which is what they call these significant moments where you are making those choices. The way it's all structured and handled is ever so slightly unique that it, it, it makes the whole experience that much more satisfying. And again, I'm speaking after only playing an hour of it, after only completing the first two chapters. But the way it all works is that while you're playing the game, you are obtaining charms through thorough exploration of the world, interacting with everything you can, and thorough exploration of the inhabitants of the world. So by talking to everyone, you may gain charms as well. And charms are basically various actions and stuff of that nature like ponder, hide, chill, shit, uh, smack, various actions like that, which you then use at the turning points uh, to make your, your choice. Your choice will be related to whatever charm you use. You can't use every charm with every single turning point. Some just won't make sense, so you won't even be able to use them. But based on what charm you use, you will guide the story in different directions. And what makes the game so fun and fascinating is that you can reach endings very quickly. You can get, uh, you can abruptly reach an end. And like a good choose your own adventure book, what do you do? You go back to an earlier turning point and you use a different charm and then see where the story goes from there. But what I love is that you have, you can freely at any point in time access the tree and all the various branches, all the turning points you've already experienced and go back to any one of them, try a different charm and then play the game out from there. Regardless of whether you reach an ending or not. And while you're playing and gaining all these charms, you, you know, you're of course constantly gaining new charms and these new charms that you didn't have back when you made a choice at certain turning points, you can now go back and use these new charms to experience new branches as well, which is where that, that is the way in which the game sets itself apart from other choose your own adventure type games and makes the whole experience so much more exciting interesting is that when you are setting out initially and as you keep playing you only have certain options available to you but as you play more you'll gain new things that'll open up additional options which you can then go back and then 
use those to see new pathways, new storylines that will be able to develop branches upon branches upon like the, the number of possibilities is it's it's dependent on how many charms there are in the game i don't know but i just love that about it and and i love that the game rewards you for experimenting and playing around with the people in it and the objects there because there are charms that you can miss like the charm for smack, I think it was. I'm not sure if it was exactly smack or slap, but I got that by seeing a giant watermelon at this grocery store that was currently unmanned. The manager was away, and when I saw this giant watermelon with a sign in front of it that said, do not touch, I, of course, went up to it and saw that I could interact with it, so I did. And what did I do? I touched it. Nothing happened. And so I decided to keep touching it because I just, I didn't think I was going to get a charm from it. I just thought maybe if I keep touching this, I'll eventually knock it off its pedestal, whatever's on or something, and it'll bust and I'll have a good laugh from it. So I just kept touching it. I just touch, 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 and I touched it maybe two dozen times. And during that process, I eventually unlocked a new charm. There, there was nothing. There was nothing indicating that I would get a charm from doing that. Uh, from doing that, there was nothing in the the UI or anything that said there are two charms available in this in this area. I just got it because I was thoroughly exploring this world and and interacting with things in, in a very organic way. And that organic sense of discovery makes the game special. I just cannot wait to play more of this game. So, yeah. This episode is about to hit an hour. I am fucking done. Because that's enough. I, I can't say that much about it because I've only played an hour of the game. But... I, I don't think it's going to introduce any new mechanics or anything of that nature. So I'm pretty confident in assuming what I've experienced so far is what the game is going to offer me from this point on. And it's just about experiencing the story and seeing how things play out. And I can't wait to do that. What a beautiful, wonderful, delightful little game. And it's on Game Pass currently. So if you have an Xbox... I highly recommend checking it out. I think it came out last year. Don't remember that many people talking about it, which is criminal because I'm fucking uh, great. This game, it's, it's so good. It's so good. You know what else is good? The fact that I can, I, I'm done with this episode because I'm sick of it. I'm sick of this podcast right now. So, uh, yeah, that'll do it for this episode of the Pixelated Sausage Show. Once again, I am Marcus Nez. Y'all can find me pretty much everywhere at PX Sausage. Of course, all my links of import, the site, the YouTube, the Patreon, the art, the what have you can all be found over at PXSausage.com. Again, I am everywhere at PX Sausage and everywhere I call home can be found at PXSausage.com. And uh, yeah, like, you know, I said at the top of the show, changes came to the Patreon. 
which you can go directly to via the URL patreon.com slash bxs if you want to see what what you have in uh, store for you there or whatever. Uh, but uh, yeah, that is going to do it for this year episode. So as always, thank you for watching or listening. I hope you enjoyed this year episode. I know for a fact you definitely enjoyed the audio quality way more than you would have if I put out the original version of this. So you're welcome. Uh, and I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day. So for now, adios, arrivederci, bye. Oh my God, I pressed the wrong button. Jesus Christ. I don't think you heard that. Oh no, though. You didn't hear the soundboard. Uh, you might have heard it through the speaker. Oh my God. <laughs>